0: Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 667 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And that song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And a very jam-packed episode here for you guys today. Uh, Big announcement here right at the top of the show. Locked On, beginning this week, is back to five days a week for Locked On New York Rangers, as well as every single Locked On NHL podcast uh, that exists. And that would, of course, be for every single team, plus Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy, hockey podcast as well. And uh, yeah, going back to five weeks, it's time. You know, obviously, preseason's right around the corner. Just a week to the day, to be exact, the New York Rangers are going to be back in action in the preseason. Very much looking forward to that. That'll be next Monday. But for right now, we've got a lot to talk about, like I mentioned We've got some notes from the early portions of the rookie camp, which is actually still ongoing as I'm recording this. We're also going to get to some highlights and just some general talking points to come out of uh, the Friday rookie scrimmage. The Ranger rookies took on the Philadelphia Flyer rookies in a scrimmage in that game, or I guess like a simulated game. I mean, call it whatever you want to call it, but basically, uh, you know, a scrimmage on Friday night against the Flyers. The Rangers lost that game, but we'll get into the details in just a second. And the Rangers also uh, do what was rumored that they were going to do, and that was they signed a defenseman, a veteran defenseman, to a PTO, and that would be Matt Bartkowski. and we're going to talk about him in a little bit as well, and talk about what he brings to the table. But like I said, I want to start today's episode with some notes from the rookie camp, and this is before the scrimmages happen. And again, we will get to Friday scrimmage a little bit later in today's episode, and then tomorrow we'll talk about uh, Saturday scrimmage as well as some other things as well. But as far as the you know the training camp portion of it before the scrimmages, you know, in the middle of last week, the middle to the end of last week, uh, right off the bat, you know, a storyline that really kind of jumps off the page for me at least is. Just the stark contrast between Zach Jones and Nils Lundqvist and where their heads appear to be and where they're standing with the Ranger organization seems to be as well. Uh, If you guys remember, if I could just rewind about a year, we went into this past uh, offseason or into training camp really. And Gerard Gallant was obviously the new coach. He was still getting to know his team. Despite all of that, you know, because you think a new coach, there's going to be a lot of competition for some playing time and some roster spots and the whole nine yards. But he pretty much said that the only real uh, battle as far as an opening night roster spot was concerned was for that sixth defenseman spot. And it pretty much was either going to be Nils Lundqvist or Zach Jones. It ends up being Nils Lundqvist. He made the team out of training camp. Didn't really play so well. Uh, Zach Jones played a handful of games the season before that. He also played a couple of games this past season, 22 games in total. Uh, Nils Lundqvist ended up playing 25 games this past season before he was sent down. But it's just kind of crazy where we're at with these two players because, you know, both of them were given the option to attend New York Ranger rookie camp, and Zach Jones took the Rangers up on their offer. I believe, you know, I would have to double-check this. I'm not sure Zach Jones would still qualify as a rookie this upcoming season. He might, I think he might still barely have qualification left, but he has played uh, 22 combined NHL games between these past two seasons, but he wanted to be be there for rookie camp, and Nils Lundqvist clearly did not. And this is what Zach Jones had to say about him showing up for rookie camp because the Raiders gave him the option. They They said, you didn't have to be here, but if you want to, you can be. And this is what Zach Jones had to say about it. I wanted to be here. I take it as an advantage. It's really going to help me get my legs under me. And then he went on to say, they gave me the option, and I said I wanted to come. Uh, I take it as an advantage for me going into NHL camp, having these couple days of practice, getting a couple of games. I think it's going to really help me get my legs under me. And, yeah, let me just say for the record, I think Zach Jones would be nuts not to go to this. I mean, I just don't see what the downside of it would be unless he's, you know, too far away or he's into, you know, his own personal training methods, whatever that might be. But, I mean, this is somebody that's going to be competing for an opening night roster spot. So, I mean, hey, this is what you do, man, right? You're trying to be a professional hockey player. I mean, he is a professional hockey player, whether it's the NHL or the AHL. But you know what I mean. He's trying to crack an NHL roster. I Can't even imagine what he would be thinking if, you know, he didn't show up for this. So very, very cool to see him there and very, very cool to, you know, hear him saying all the right things. And obviously Nils Lundqvist, you know, while while this is happening, while Zach Jones is attending a rookie camp, that the team itself told him he does not need to attend uh, Lundqvist. Who, by the way, would probably be given a very fair opportunity to win an opening night roster spot if he was there. And I realize Lundquist is a right defenseman and, you know, he'd have to play the left side, but you gotta figure he'd at least have his name in the hat as far as cracking the opening night roster is concerned. Uh, He's not even here. He's back home in Sweden. He's demanded a trade. And as we found out not too long ago, uh, he actually demanded the trade from the second that the Rangers last year sent him down from the NHL to the AHL. So just very, very interesting for me uh, as far as, you know, where Zach Jones is and where Nils Lundqvist is just a year later after they were the last two guys competing for the sixth and final defenseman spot just a year ago. Pretty crazy how much things can change and how much you're standing with the organization can either uh, rise or fall. So again, just, just a very inter- interesting concept, excuse me, uh, for me. Uh, something else I got to point out here is that uh, Adam Sakura, apparently, you know, he just never is not smiling. That's what uh, multiple beat writers have said about him. And of course, Adam Sakura, for anybody who needs a refresher, still just 17 years old. The Rangers selected him in the second round this past draft, and that was actually the Rangers' first pick because they didn't have a first round pick. But it sounds like, uh, you know, he's been impressing during the training camp, just competing with a ton of energy, a ton of tenacity, and... You know, hey, I I wish I could see some of these things for myself, but, you know, save for a couple of video clips that make their way onto the, you know, Twitter and the internet in general, there's not really a whole lot to go by other than just secondhand stuff and what some of the beat writers are reporting and the people that are lucky enough to get to attend these training camps and everything. But yeah, I mean, it sounds like uh, Sakura has impressed people. This was an interesting quote that Sakura gave, kind of stood out to me after the Rangers drafted him. Uh, He said this in, I believe it was July. He was asked about, you know, what his favorite part of the game is, and this is what he said. I like penalty killing and blocking shots. I try to help my teammates, support my goalie, and help him as much as I can. So just cool, you know, somebody willing to uh, do the little things, do the dirty work, and just, you know, be a defense first player uh, first. So, yeah, very, very cool there. Uh, It also sounds like, uh, you know, the reporters were able to talk to Chris Drury a little bit during this camp. And a couple of interesting notes to come out of there as well. Uh, Drury apparently acknowledged that the Rangers going into the season this year might choose to carry just 22 guys on the roster as opposed to 23. You know, last year they tended to carry 23. And I think most teams, that's the number they go with. You got 20 guys in the lineup every single night, three guys that are healthy scratches. But if the Rangers go with 22, that would save some cap space. And you got to figure, you know, again, if they go with 22 players, it's almost a guarantee that one of the healthy scratches would be an extra forward. And one of them would be an extra defenseman, because I don't think you'd want to be, you know, rolling, you know, through the season with just six defensemen available. I don't think you'd want to do the same thing with forwards. Only 12 forwards available. I just think it stands to reason you'd probably get one of each. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. It's an interesting storyline to follow that the Rangers might go with 22 uh, rather than 23 players. Uh, Drury was also asked about Vitaly Kravtsov. This is what he had to say about Kravtsov. He's on a great track. He chose to voluntarily come here very early in the summer, the earliest of anyone that doesn't live here already. So that was obviously a great sign. He chose to do that. He's had a great summer training, skating. He looks good mentally and physically. And yeah, Kravtsov really going to be one of the wild cards for this team this season. I mean, like I was talking about when we were doing our best case and worst case scenarios, there's such a wide range of outcomes when it comes to Vitaly Krasov. I mean, he could step in there. He could end up carving out a role for himself on the Panarin line. You know, it's possible that he could be out there with Panarin and Trocek on, you know, a fairly regular basis. It's also possible that, you know, with him, it feels like, you're always kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop and, you know, something could go wrong and there's another spat between him and the organization. So uh, I'm cautiously optimistic when it comes to Craftsoff and what he can hopefully uh, bring to the table for this Ranger team this upcoming season. Uh, but Drury was also asked about Nils Lundqvist and this is what he had to say. Obviously, we think he's a really good player. We drafted him and worked with him the last number of years. We certainly hope he's here next week. I don't have a definitive answer as to what his plans are right now. And uh, since this quote from Drury, uh Claude Lemieux is Nils Lundqvist's agent, and apparently the plan is for him to stay at home until he gets traded and not show up for training camp of any kind with the New York Rangers. So, fantastic attitude there. You know, you get sent down to the AHL one time, and you're completely out on the organization. And I know some people are going to point at the Rangers and say, well, you know, they've had issues with Lundqvist, they've had issues with Kraftsoff, they had issues with Leah Sanderson a few years ago. To me, they're all, it's a case-by-case situation here. And with Nils Lundqvist, if we're just looking at this one individually, this guy built on the team as soon as he got sent down to the AHL, and he didn't do enough to secure his spot in the NHL. At least, in my very humble opinion, uh, Chris Jury was also asked about Jimmy Vc. Obviously, Vc back with the Rangers on a PTO right now. That's what he had to say. Our scouts had a lot of interest in him coming in. The things he was able to do really well for Jersey last year excited us. Bottom six big guy, physical player, had a really good year on the penalty kill, so he'll get a chance here to show us what he can do. And, you know, jury talked about some other things as well, and, you know, maybe we'll get into, you know, some of those talking points in a future episode, but I do want to, in just a second here, turn our attention to Friday night's scrimmage. Again, the Rangers lost that game uh, by a score of 2-1 to one to the Flyers, to be exact. The finish came in overtime, just less than a minute into the overtime period, in fact. And we're going to get to all that stuff, you know, the, the training camp notes or the scrimmage notes, rather, in just a second. But first, I just want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts including this year's Week 3 games. Online is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Online, where the game starts. All right, just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, let's keep everything rolling right along here and turn our attention to the scrimmage between the Ranger Rookies and the Flyer Rookies, which of course occurred on Friday night. Uh, the Rangers once again lost this game 2-1 to one in overtime. Uh, for the record, for anybody who might be wondering, the overtime for this you know, scrimmage, this rookie game, whatever you want to call it, it's 3-on-3, three three, just like in the regular season. Apparently, the Flyers outshot the Rangers by double digits. I'm not sure if anybody has an official number, but uh, the general consensus is that the Flyers had a uh, wide advantage in terms of shot on goal uh, during this game. Uh, the Rangers did not televise this game. There was no YouTube stream Nothing. So that's just fantastic. Um, You know, I know I can't be the only Reindeer fan that would like to be able to watch these games, but I suppose it just wasn't in the cards. And um, hey, you know, we we got Reindeer preseason hockey just a week away now. So hang tough for another week here, and uh, we'll be right back to watching our beloved blue shirts. Um, But... As far as the scrimmage is concerned, why don't we go over the line combinations? I figure it's never too early for every single one of us to kind of overanalyze the line combinations and the defense pairings, and this is what the Rangers went with in rookie camp. You've got the top line of kodorenko centering Offman on the left wing, Sakura on the right wing. Uh, you had a second line of Henriksen centering Barbashev on the left wing, Groob on the right wing. The third line was Korzak at center, uh, Will Cooley on the left wing, Bobby Trevino on the right wing. Then the fourth line, McConnell Barker at center, Edstrom at the left wing, and Remp on the right wing. And then as far as the defense pairings are concerned, you've got Jones and Skinner, then Robertson and Emberson, and then Martin and Scanlon. So there you have it. Uh, Those are your line combinations. Uh, I was talking about Zach Jones a little bit earlier. I also wanted to make mention of the fact that uh, he was actually named the captain of the rookie team before this scrimmage took place. And this is what he had to say about that as well. I found out yesterday, and obviously, it's just for these couple of games. It's a tremendous honor to wear the C and lead these guys. And uh, for the record, for anybody else who might be wondering, the two alternate captains for Friday were Patrick Kodorenko and Matthew Robertson. In fact, Matthew Robertson, though he's known as kind of a stay-at-home defenseman, he happened to score the Rangers' only goal of this scrimmage. So, cool moment for him, and obviously, that can't hurt. I mean, again, his forte is mostly being a tough physical uh, you know, stay-at-home kind of defenseman, but obviously he chipped in a little bit here, potted a goal in this rookie game. Uh, he scored on the power play, and assists on that goal go to Hunter Skinner and Maxim Barbashev. So, that's the Ranger lone goal. Uh, apparently, Talon Boyko, who is a goalie in the Rangers system, had a very strong game between the pipes. He played the second half of the game, and from what I can gather, it sounds like uh, this game or scrimmage or whatever. It was broken into two halves. They didn't play a full three periods. Um, Unless that means that Talon Boyko came in midway through the second period. To be honest, I'm not sure. I've scoured the internet. I've tried to discover all this stuff. It'd be a lot easier if I could just watch the freaking thing. Uh, I'm sure you guys uh, are kind of on board with me there as far as, you know, being a little frustrated not being able to watch this game. But uh, yeah, Boyko was great. Sounds like he stopped a two-on-nothing breakaway. Uh, But then in the overtime period, Tyson... Forrester of the Flyers beat Boyko on a two-on-one break just 39 seconds into the overtime period and uh but again sounds like Boyko really kept the Rangers in the game and was probably the main reason why this game even got to overtime uh, for the record Dylan Garand played in the first half of the game for the Rangers and uh, must have done fairly well because it sounds like uh, he would have only given up one goal so must have played uh you know reasonably solid hockey for the Rangers um, and then you know Saturday's Scrimmage happened the following day, the following night, I guess, at 5 p.m., and uh, we're going to get into those details of that scrimmage in tomorrow's episode. Um, but for the time being, I figure we can turn our attention to Matt Barkowski, who, as I mentioned during the intro of today's episode, signed a PTO with the New York Rangers just the other day. A veteran defenseman has kind of bounced around the league a little bit since being a late round draft pick, but we we'll get into all those details in just a second. All right, so I figure we can wrap up today's episode by talking a little bit about Matt Barkowski, once again, a 34-year-old defenseman. He signs a PTO with the New York Rangers. And once again, there had been rumors about this potentially happening, Uh, not Barkowski specifically, necessarily, but just a veteran defenseman, someone you could bring in for pretty cheap, someone who can give you a little bit of organizational depth. I was kind of against the idea of bringing in a veteran defenseman. In fact, we did an episode that was about that very concept. We were kind of looking at a couple of the... uh, You know, veteran defensemen that were still free agents that might have some kind of a fit with the New York Rangers. But for me, I just wasn't really convinced that the Rangers at this point needed to bring in a veteran defenseman. I would, like I'm sure a lot of you would. And to be fair, there might be some people that like the idea of just a little bit of an insurance policy, like a Barkowski. But for me, I just wanted to see the kids battle it out for the roles, especially the sixth and final defenseman spot on the Ranger roster. When you look at the top five Ranger defensemen, every spot is spoken for. It's really just going to come down to who ends up being the sixth defenseman on opening night and uh, hopefully for beyond, you know, hopefully whoever wins that job kind of takes the bull by the horns and uh, plays good hockey and sticks in the lineup for hopefully the entire season or as long as they're healthy. Um, And again, I I think it's probably going to come down to either Zach Jones or Matthew Robertson. One of them I think will eventually end up winning that sixth defenseman spot. And once again, you know, even before they signed Barkowski, the point that I made on this podcast is that, you know, any defenseman who's still available out there inherently probably is not really that great of a player because if they were, they would have a team. I mean, it's kind of just common sense at this point in the NHL calendar that if there's a defenseman just still kind of kicking around out there and hasn't signed a contract with any of the 32 teams, there's probably a reason for that. But I will be fair here. You know, Barkowski's here. And I would imagine he'll at least get a chance to compete for an opening night roster spot. I think he should get that chance. Uh, he's not my choice to open the season, you know, on opening night for this New York Ranger team. Once again, I think I want it to go to one of the kids. Um, but you know, I think we owe it to Bart Barkowski to get to know him a little bit better on this podcast here. I mean, he's not exactly a household name. Like I said, he's kind of kicked around the NHL a little bit. Uh, he goes six foot one, 196 pounds. He has a lefty shot. He was drafted. All the way back in 2008, by the Florida Panthers, he was a seventh-round selection. Went number 190 overall to Florida. Never actually played for the Florida Panthers, but uh, he made his NHL debut in the 2010-2011 season with the Boston Bruins. Uh, played in parts of five seasons in Boston. Also, you know, kind of spent a good amount of his time with their AHL team. Uh, then he went to the Canucks for one season. Went to the Flames for two seasons. Then the Minnesota Wild for three seasons. And he's kind of been an AHL, NHL swingman for really his whole career. Uh, this past season, he was exclusively in the AHL. He played 72 games with the Wilkes-Barre-Scranton Penguins. And uh, he's played only three total NHL regular season games since the 2017-2018 season. All three of those games occurred with the Minnesota Wild. So he is not really uh, stuck in the NHL or. Even really had much of a cup of coffee in the NHL since the 2017-2018 season. And everything that I just said pretty much brings us to right now Uh, for his career. If you're looking at his career stats, 256 games in the NHL. He has scored eight goals. Picked up 40 assists. He is a minus 12 during his time in the NHL. He's averaged 17 minutes and 12 seconds of ice time, 156 block shots, 483 hits. So, a big physical defenseman, it would seem. And again, I have not like broken down hours upon hours of film for this guy. You know, I barely even heard of him before this signing. Um, As far as organizational depth, I think it's fine. But again, I don't want to see him taking. Uh, playing time away from either Zach Jones or Matthew Robertson to start the season here. I should also mention he played in 20 career Stanley Cup playoff games. He has one goal and two assists in that time. And before the Barkowski signing, I figured it would pretty much shake out like this as far as the Ranger defensemen were concerned. You've got your pretty much set in stone top five of Fox, Lindgren, Miller, Truba, and Schneider, and then I figured it would probably be either Zach Jones or Matthew Robertson once again as the sixth guy on opening night. You know, one of those guys will win that battle and get the first crack at it with the Rangers this season, and whichever one of Jones and Robertson did not win the battle for that sixth defenseman spot would probably begin the season with the Hartford Wolfpack because, Whether it's Jones or Robertson who wins the job and, you know, the other one doesn't win the job, I don't think you want the guy who doesn't win the job to effectively serve as the Rangers' seventh defenseman and be a healthy scratch night in and night out. Whichever one of Jones and Robertson doesn't crack the lineup, you're going to want them to still be able to play some hockey and continue to develop, and the best way to do that is to send them to the Hartford Wolfpack. So I can't see Jones or Robertson, whichever one of them does not win the job, end up being a healthy scratch on most nights for the Rangers. They'll most likely head to the Hartford Wolfpack instead. As far as the seventh defenseman is concerned, maybe we're kind of looking at a situation where that's what Barkowski is here to be. He might be the guy that they figure could be a healthy scratch on a lot of nights. But, you know, if they're in a pinch, if somebody gets injured, whatever happens, it's like, okay, well, at least we've got this guy that's played 250 whatever games of NHL hockey, and we can throw him out there when we're in kind of a tight spot. So, um, you know, he could be the seventh defenseman. Libor Hayek is still here. Before this signing, I kind of had Hayek ticketed as that role as far as, you know, being the Ranger seventh defenseman. So we'll see. Uh, Maybe Libor Hayek now gets traded before the season begins, and you slot Barkowski into that seventh defenseman role. I suppose uh, maybe Jared Tenorti could still be in the mix there as far as the seventh defenseman is concerned, but I get the feeling it would be either probably Hayek or Barkowski, and we'll see what happens. You know, Barkowski still has to make this team after all, so uh, we'll see how the whole thing shakes out. But now that Barkowski has indeed been picked up by the Rangers on this PTO, uh, once again, I I think it's kind of as simple as this. You've got Zach Jones versus Matthew Robertson for the sixth defenseman spot, And then you've got a separate battle going on between Barkowski and Hayek for the seventh defenseman spot. And that might be a little bit of an oversimplification, excuse me. Um, But I think for the most part, that's kind of what we're looking at here. You know, I don't think they, Brian Barkowski, I hope they didn't bring him in with the idea that he's going to open the season as the sixth defenseman. That's a hard pass for me. Like I said, I want to see either Zach Jones get a chance and actually get a little bit of run with this team because, you know, he played 10 games Two years ago, he played 12 games last year. Let's give Zach Jones a little bit of a chance, or if Matthew Robertson beats out Zach Jones, then let's give Matthew Robertson a little bit of a chance as well. I don't want to waste time with somebody who, I mean, let's just be honest here, and I'm not trying to be mean to Barkowski. I'm sure the guy works hard. He's better at hockey than I am at any sport that I've ever played, but he's somebody that, you know, for his whole career has been an NHL, AHL swingman. And like I said, only three games played in the NHL uh, regular season games since the 2017-2018 season. There's probably a reason for that. And I think if you're the Rangers, it certainly behooves you to instead go with one of your kids as opposed to, you know, a 34-year-old journeyman. That's just my two cents. I think I get the feeling, and I don't want to speak for everyone, There's probably some people that like the fact that the Rangers picked up a veteran defense and, again, a little bit of an insurance policy, but I get the feeling most Ranger fans would want to see either Jones or Robertson over Barkowski out there on opening night. But only time will tell. We'll let everybody duke it out. Maybe there's a dark horse we're not even talking about that gets that sixth spot. But, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing how the whole thing shakes out. And Barkowski, look, if he's just going to be organizational depth, if he's just going to be an NHL-AHL swingman, if he's going to be a healthy scratch for the NHL team, that's fine. I just don't want him eating into, you know, playing time for either Jones or Robertson. That's basically the long and short of it. Uh, I figure we could pretty much call it there for today. Uh, This is your reminder, however, that, you know, we've got the Locked On New York Rangers Fantasy League coming up. And what I'm going to do today is I'm going to start, hopefully today, I'm going to start sending invites to people that did not play last season that are going to play this season. I'm going to do that in the order uh, that people contacted me. We got to be as fair as possible about this. We got some spots left. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, once again, thank you guys for listening to the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, Please send an email to lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at lo underscore ny underscore rangers. Once again, that is at lo underscore ny underscore rangers. And definitely make sure to subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. In our next episode, we're going to. Put most of our focus on the Saturday scrimmage between the New York Ranger rookies and the Philadelphia Flyer rookies, and we'll see what else we get into as well. Now make your second listen Locked on NHL. Locked on experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast.